0: Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. To see you all today in the house of the Lord. Amen. We're going to stand today. And please be, uh, you know, remembering all of our our different announcements. I know there's all kinds of them uh, that's there. Uh, but uh, I think if you have any problems, just ask Brother Malone, and he'll get you straight. He says that I'll take care of whatever he forgets, but it's kind of a, a joint a joint effort. He he remembers what I forget too. And so if there's enough of us in, in the puddle, you know, it's kind of like a bunch of pieces. Maybe we'll make a puzzle when it's all said and done. Amen. Number 16. For those of you that was here last, last Sunday, just to let you know, I've not lost my, my ever-living mind. All right? I'm reading the exact text I read last, last Sunday morning. So I am not yet started being senile or, or something's not happening to me, at least as far as I know. But I am reading the exact same text, but I'm not preaching the same message, okay? And just in case anybody remembers what was even said last week. Number 16 and verse 35. Maybe that would be a good little uh, experiment to preach the exact same thing and see if anybody even noticed. (laughs) Amen. Number 16 and verse number 35 starting. I do want to pause here for a moment and say uh, because those that were in the back don't know uh, but Brother Alex Mason and Sister Grace Mason was here for lengthy times on Friday and Saturday and we had finally amounted enough money to purchase the camera and different things of that uh, for the live feed so we're actually live video this morning our quality is a little degraded because we don't have our internet where it needs to be yet but we are live this morning so he spent a lot of time putting things together and stuff Friday and Saturday so if you don't mind Yeah, they're not in here. But if you see them after service, just give them appreciation, if you will, for their hard work and their effort involved in that. Uh, Because anybody that deals with those type of things, technology, let me tell you, I've done it enough with computers and stuff to know this. It doesn't always work out exactly the way you think it will always going to be a hiccup. There's always going to be a, a hurdle to jump over. And without talking to him, I can tell you that we're probably some of those things. All right. And so just a little appreciation and hopefully here in the next few weeks with a few phone calls and stuff, uh, we'll get even the quality up because we'll get internet uh, better. So amen? amen. Amen. Number 16. That's where we are trying to get there. Verse 35. And there came out a fire from the Lord and consumed the two hundred and fifty men that offered incense. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Eleazar the son of Aaron the priest, that he take up the censers out of the burning, and scatter thou the fire yonder, for they are hallowed. The censers of these sinners against their own souls. Let them make them broad plates for a covering of the altar, for they offered them before the Lord. Therefore they are hallowed, and they shall be a sign unto the children of Israel." I'd like to focus our attention to verse number 37 this morning, where Eleazar, the son of Aaron, was commissioned to go amongst the burning of both the bodies and what would seem to be censers, but was commissioned to take up the censers out of the burning. This morning, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I'd like to minister along these lines, taken out of the burning. Taken out of the burning. Amen. Can we go to the Lord in prayer together this morning? That his will and purpose would be done. Father, I come to you today. I pray, oh Lord, we need you, Lord Jesus, in this place, God, in this Lord house of worship. God, touch our minds. Help me, God, to say something, Lord, that will, God, be able to resonate, God, perhaps with someone. Help us, God, today to convey, Lord Jesus, something that will be of help and aid, Lord, to our lives. Lord, strengthen us now. Lord, Holy Ghost, have your way and your purpose, Lord, in this service. And we will not fail to thank you and praise you for it. In the lovely name of Jesus Christ that we pray, amen. The church say amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning in Jesus' name. Taken out of the burning. Everybody say the burning. The date is debatable, but around 28 B.C., yes, a long time ago, the great library of Alexandria was destroyed by fire. Scholars from around the world was known to travel to Alexandria and work there and study there because this building was Contained so much knowledge of the ancient world. Contained within the library, Alexandria was half a million scrolls from places like Assyria and Greece, Persia, Egypt, and even India. These priceless scrolls were uh, containing in them knowledge, ancient knowledge from around the world. And they were lost to history forever because of fire. Furthermore, in 1666, a five-day fire raged throughout London known as the Great Fire of London. It erupted through its streets during an epidemic. It was happening during the Black Plague. It destroyed over 13,000 homes, leaving 100,000 people homeless. Not to mention it damaged a lot of iconic buildings throughout there, such as St. Paul's Cathedral. And it took over 30 years to rebuild after the damage and the destruction that happened in London. On December the 16th, of the 1835th 1830 year, 1835, a downtown warehouse caught on fire in New York City. With the help of strong winds that were blowing that day in that city, the fire leveled over 17 city blocks. In New York City and even set ablaze part of the frozen East River as turpentine from the factories leaked into the water and it was damage and destruction 17 city blocks can you imagine because of fire a three-day fire in 1871 left 300 people dead and over 90,000 homeless A third of the city of Chicago was destroyed, mayhem and destruction because of the burning and the attributes, if you will, and damage of the fire. These are just some of the more known fires in our history. There are several, several others, wildfires that have taken hundreds of thousands of acreages. But all of these fires, these led to drastic changes in our world. A fire, all of these denote a fire that is consuming a fire that is devouring, a fire that is destructive. But likewise, fire is perhaps one of the most symbolically complex phenomenon in the history of human culture. It renders raw meats and vegetables into cooked and edible food, base minerals into useful and durable metals, porous dirt and clay into watertight pottery because they've went through... The fire. It destroys the forests and the brushlands of our world, but its ashes make the earth fertile and productive. Fire is thus viewed as a powerful transformer. Also of the negative into the positive. Because of such properties, fire is commonly found in purification rites throughout the world. Polluted persons may be required, according to what section of the world that you're in, may be required to walk around fire, jump over fire, or jump through fire in order to be purified. Polluted items may be singed, fumigated, and smoked. In order to be purified. Polluted persons or things even may be rubbed with ashes or soot. Because something that had been touched by fire. And they'll be purified. Alchemic experiments which attempt to purify mineral substances. And turn them into gold. Guess what they involve? Boiling or melting down the solution or elements over pure and intense heat. Which requires... fire, And then recrystallizing them in newer and higher forms. Given these points this morning, fire then can not only be destructive and damaging, it can be constructive and consecrating. In our text, as stated in many places, there was a fire, the Bible says, that came out from the Lord. In our reading today, 250 men were consumed. But 250 censers were consecrated. On one hand in the same story, we see both the destructive side of the fire, but also the constructive side of the fire. On one hand, the fire consumes, but on the other hand, the same fire consecrates. Throughout the word of the Lord fire is an emblem throughout God's word it is everywhere among the pages from Genesis to Revelation signs of fire crop up here and there all throughout the chapters that are in the book called the Bible from the, the fires of the paganistic that we heard in our rally not long ago of the fires of Malek all the way to the lake of fire that's spoken of in the book of Revelation there have been fires in God's word that's been sent by the Lord fires that have been inhabited by the the Lord fires as a representation for the presence of the Lord and there are fires in God's word that represent his anger represent his judgment there are fires that showcase at the same time his approval and his acceptance of things fires have destroyed in the word of God fires have refined in the word of God and some fires even have sanctified in the word of God the first time we're introduced to the word fire in scripture, amen, is in the book of Genesis. It's not directly but indirectly related. It's in this moment that the Bible tells us that there's some phrases that are used for God, that he comes down to a sacrifice that Abraham had made in order to strike a covenant with God, forge a covenant with God, that the Lord came down and there's some phrases used for God that indicate fire, amen, and to strike and make this covenant. God's presence was seen among these divided pieces that Abraham had. They were seen as God came down as a smoking furnace, the Bible says, and a burning lamp. God walked and meandered among these pieces of sacrifice that were laid out to the heavens. It was also, that many of you are familiar with, on the backside of the desert where Moses typically watched over his father-in-law's sheep, that he said one day that he looked, that he saw a bush that was burning. But note, he said it was not being consumed. Amen. And in that bush, the Bible says, the angel of the Lord came down. And many times when it speaks of the angel of the Lord, it is speaking of God himself. That the angel of the Lord came down and appeared unto Moses in the flame of fire out of the midst of the bush. It was in the journey of the nation of Israel going from the land of Egypt to their promised land going through their many years of wilderness journey that was marked by God's Presence going before them. How was it marked before them? He said, I'll be in the pillar of cloud that's by day and the pillar of fire that's at night. In other words, in the night season, if you wanted to know where God's presence was, all you had to do was look for the fire. When God wished even to relay his law to Israel on Mount Sinai, one of the first stopping points after they came out of Egypt, he had them together around at the base of the mount, and he was going to instruct them concerning the commandments of God, the decrees, all the things of the Lord. God was going to speak to his people. The book of Exodus says that the mount was on smoke because God had descended upon it in Fire, both, well, I'm just, is everybody getting, starting to learn about fire here a little bit? Amen, even in the book of Deuteronomy all of the way in the book of Hebrews. It's spoken in both places that our God is a consuming fire. And Elijah made it very plain to all of those prophets of Baal in the grove on Mount Carmel when he had the contest before them and his statement was "Them, this to them, all of them that stood there. He said, let the God that answereth by fire let him be god and so this morning throughout the pages of scripture oftentimes fire communicates the very presence of God. From the burning bush on the backside of the desert to his descent up on Mount Sinai, insomuch that they said the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire. All the way even to the New Testament scripture where the Bible says that believers in him and in his name, John said there's one that cometh after me whose shoes I'm not capable of unlatching and he's not just going to baptize you with water unto repentance, but he's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. So much so that on the day of Pentecost, on Acts chapter number two, the Bible says in that upper room, when they heard that sound, amen, that happened suddenly from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, the Bible says with their eyes, they beheld cloven tongues like as Fire that gathered upon and fell upon each of them. And that fire consecrated those people unto the Lord. Can someone say amen Amen. in our text this morning? Nothing is mentioned about the 250 people that had held the censers. Nothing is mentioned meaning there was no word of direction. There was no word of guidance that was given to the priest, to Eleazar or anyone about gathering their charred bodies and digging a pit and burying them in the ground. You do not see that recorded in the scripture. Nothing is spoken to concerning the 250 people. Nothing is said about a proper burial nothing is said about a wake or a visitation or anything of that mi- means uh, taking their charred bodies uh, and burying them because the Bible says uh, they were sinners it was the censers of the sinners they were sinners they had sinned against their own souls as we preached a lot last week however notice that instruction and guidance were given to Eleazar to gather the censers that these people had held because the Bible says these censors had become Hallowed. I am saying Hallowed. If I slip and say Halloween, it's the devil's fault. Amen. <laughs> because they are hallowed. They were sacred, the Bible says, because they had been offered unto the Lord. But I want you to understand today, the censers that these men have, they were not priests, they were not serving in the line or in the family of Aaron, they were just common men as it were, and so the censers that they had were common as well. As a matter of fact, through study, they were not really censers in the normal sense of a tabernacle censer but they brought what they could in order to act like a censer unto the house of the Lord. What they brought were not censers that had been sprinkled with blood as those of Aaron had. What they brought were not censers that had been anointed with oil as Aaron's had. They were just common, brazen household. In reality, just old fire pans. oak fire pans that were used for the conveyance of hot coals that they brought as censers unto the house of the Lord. But they brought those common censers that could be found in anybody's household for the conveyance of conveying hot coals or fire, if you will, and when they brought them, and whenever they brought them to the altar of the Lord, and there was a fire burning on that altar. Amen, the fire on the altar, the Bible says, shall never go out, it shall continually burn. The fire that was on the brazen altar was a fire that initially came from heaven. God started the fire on that altar. That that fire on that altar was associated with God. It was associated with the presence of God. But when those men took those common fire pans, amen, and got the fire of God in them, that fire from heaven that originally started that fire, when it placed that fire in those common fire pans, scripture denotes to us that they became hallowed or they became holy censers in that moment because something's different. This wasn't just fire from the hearth that was burning in that pan. This just wasn't fire that was created by the hand of man that was in that pan. This was the fire of God that was in that fire pan. It changed the dynamics of that censer from being common to uncommon from being unholy to holy from being nothing to being sacred because they had the fire of God burning in them. If I can say in a moment the fire of God consecrated what was common The fire of God had consecrated what was common. And here is the fact of the matter. Oddly enough, the vessels, the vessels, someone say the vessels, the vessels that had the fire of the Lord burning in them didn't have to worry in this hour about the fire from the Lord burning them. Mm, someone say amen. They were common vessels. Someone say common. Common vessels, but no longer common because they've been offered to the Lord. And the fire of the Lord was burning in them. And everything that the fire is, it is a purifying agent. It is a cleansing agent. It puts me in mind, if you will, of the vision that Peter had Whenever the Bible says Cornelius was wanting a meeting with Peter, wanting him to come to his house and speak some things, although he was a Gentile, although he was of the Italian band, but you know the story of Acts 10 of him having sent people to go seek out and find Peter. The Bible says that in that hour of Peter's prayer that he had a vision from heaven, and that vision that he seen was a sheet that came down from heaven, knit at the four corners, and on the sheet was all manner of four-footed beast. Amen. Beast of the earth, fowls of the air, wild beast. And God spoke to Peter in that vision. He says, I want you to rise. I want you to kill, and I want you to eat. Amen. But Peter, what does he do? He pops up, and he objects. He says, not so, Lord. I'm not going to eat of that. I'm not going to partake of that, because these animals, note his wording, these animals are common. He's saying these animals are unclean. These animals are defiled. But God what was his response to Peter? He said Peter, he says what? I cleanse. He said, what I cleanse don't call common. What are you saying? That's not a common fire pan anymore. That's just not an everyday run of the meal fire pan anymore. Amen, because it is now transporting fire. It's never transported before. It's transporting, if you will, something that is associated with the very presence of God. So pictured in our text today, in reality, we have a fire that comes from heaven. And there's two illustrations. One, sinners are being consumed by a fire. But some common fire pans that's been consecrated are being taken out of the burning. Someone say amen. Oh God. See, it always happens that way with the fire. You're either going to allow the fire to consecrate you or the fire is going to consume you. The fire's either gonna set you aside or the fire is gonna cause damage and destruction. Amen, an annihilation. A fire came down in the Old Testament again upon the bush on the backside of the desert. It's called the burning bush because although it burned with fire, the Bible, Moses plainly says, it was not consumed. Oh, it wasn't consumed? No, that's what was so peculiar. Amen, for Moses to look upon this bush being burned and not being consumed. Well, what happened? Well, here's the the rest of the story. If the fire isn't consuming you, the fire must be consecrating you. And that's where the spirit of the Lord and the angel spoke to Moses and said, Moses, Moses, he said, don't draw nigh near unto me. He says, take the shoes off your feet because the ground you're standing on is what? Holy, it's sacred. It's why? Because the fire of the Lord is burning in this bush. This was just a normal desert bush. All the other days you passed by it, but the fire is burning in it and it's no longer an ordinary bush. It's no longer a common bush because the fire's burning in it and it's not being consumed because this place is being consecrated. Oh God! By the fire that's burning in it. Someone say amen. amen. See, the fire the fire either gets on you or it gets in you. Let me say it like this. It may even get on you before it gets in you. I've, I've been around church long enough. I've seen fire get on them before it got in them. I've seen people praying in the altar, and you have too. The fire got on them before it got in them. The Holy Ghost got on them before the Holy Ghost and fire got in them. I've heard people say as they prayed with others, sister, brother, whatever their name was, it's all over you. You said it, you've told people sometimes, Holy Ghost, it's a, that fire, it's, it's all over you, why? Because there's the shaking of the hand, there's the quivering of the lip, there's the flooding of tears, there, there's a pendulum swing of emotions, and you're saying it's all over you, and before long, we realize it gets in them, and when they speak with other tongues, undoubtedly, we know the fire that was on them has got in them, and God is doing a consecrated work, God is setting some aside as sacred, God is. they are his they're his someone say amen someone say fire in the last days in the last days those days written recorded of in the book of revelation those days that are beyond the rapture of the church in the last days, you want the fire in you so you can skip it consuming you. Sodom and Gomorrah consumed, destroyed by fire. But Elijah taking it up in a whirlwind of chariots of whoosh, one destroyed, whoo, the other consecrated. The three hebrew boys You know the story. Y'all Sunday school teacher taught it 50,000 times. Those three Hebrew boys, they were not consumed by the fire. But the Bible says it was made seven times hotter. And the men, the heathen men, the paganistic men, the sinner men, that threw those three boys in the fire. Look in your Bibles. The Bible says plainly they were consumed it looked like nebuchadnezzar's fire it looked like a pagan king's fire but the bible says that they looked and stared behold there was a fourth man in the fire who was in the form of the son of god that wasn't nebuchadnezzar's fire that was god's fire And the end of the story is, the sinners were consumed, but the servants of God, they were consecrated. Why? Because somewhere in the past, they had offered themselves unto the Lord. We'll serve you, Lord. We'll be your children. We'll be yours, God. And due to their consecration, the fire in this hour that would normally consume, they were delivered out of. They were taken out of the So it's amen. Amen. And not just that, Sister Rhonda. About the last verse of Daniel 3 says, everybody should serve Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. But the Bible says these three boys were promoted. Read your Bibles. They were promoted even by fire. When you get the fire burning in you and it consecrates you, whew, other fires that follow that moment will just be promotions for you. Someone say amen. For that matter, the only thing that the fire consumed off them, right? Because the they went in there bound. Let me say it like this. The only thing that the fire burned off them were the things that didn't belong on them to begin with. They went in bound. They came out loose. Whew. Folks, before the heavens catch on fire, 2 Peter tells us it's going to happen. Before the heavens catch on fire and dissolve, and the very elements of the earth melt with fervent heat. That's the Bible. Before all of that, I convey today that we need both a consuming and a consecrating aspect of the fire in our life. Because I do believe that we need some things burn off of us that don't belong on us. Whew. Because we have been consecrated. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3, in verse 11, Paul writing to the church of Corinth, he says, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, look at the materials here, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Paul told the church at Corinth that there's no other foundation that can be laid. There's only one foundation. There's no other. It's not you choose your foundation and it'll all be okay. There's only one foundation that can be laid. That's Christ Jesus. And to lay any other foundation is to set ourselves up, if you will, for being consumed by the fire. But even though, listen to me clearly, church folk. Even though we may clearly have the right foundation, we still need to take care how we build on the foundation. You didn't have a good foundation, you still have unsquare walls. Still got to take care how? Look at verse number 13. Every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed. By fire. The fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide. Which he hath built there upon. He shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned. He shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. This morning, let me say, as as good Christian people, that we need the fire of the Lord to consume some of our works. I've not yet made it. Contrary to what you may believe, everything that comes out my mouth and thought that goes through my mind and every action in my life is not perfect. I got a perfect foundation. But my construction sometimes is a little faulty. How I build upon it. And I, I need the fire to reveal some things in this life. I need the fire to reveal some things in this life. And, 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 and if, if it's consumed, whew, I might suffer loss. Whew, but you know what the big picture is? It's saving me by fire. Someone say Amen. You know that's the reason why along the way, whenever buildings are built, they have a, a certain critical little junctures and points that that inspectors come in at different stages, so that they're not waiting till the building is complete and then there's something so many tiers back, maybe in electricity after the sheetrock and everything's up that's faulty. They want to do it at different places along the way. Why? Because they don't want to get done with the house and there be something very deeply far back in the process. Yeah. What are you saying? I'm saying I need the fire to burn now because not everything I build on this perfect foundation is in line with code. And I need the fire to reveal it and if I suffer loss, so be it. But in the end, it's going to save my life. Oh, someone say amen. Amen. There's some things that I've attempted to build that are just less than noble. If I can say it like that, I've put some of that wood on this foundation. I've put some of the hay and stubble on this foundation, the matchless foundation of Jesus Christ. And I need the fire to consume those things. And here's the thing, we'll say, well, Brother McGee, but if you do that and the fire comes and it reveals and, and you suffer loss, I ask you, was it really loss if it didn't belong to that foundation anyway? Is it really lost if it didn't belong to the kingdom of God to start with? The fire cannot burn. The fire can burn what doesn't belong, amen, while keeping intact what does. Can someone hear me? The same fire in our text, amen, took the sinners, but it left the censors. Fire is a discerner. It, It just knows in God's word. In other words, it takes away. But in doing so, it saves us, yet so by fire. Verse 16, look what he says as he continues on. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? That the spirit of God dwelleth in you. What is that? Fire in the vessel. Whew. If any man defileth the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple you are? What does he say? He said, you're, you're no longer common. You're no longer unclean. I've consecrated you by fire. By the fire that you have taken in you. You do realize it or not, folks, we've been offered to the Lord. And verse 37 tells us that Eleazar takes up the censers out of the burning for they are hallowed. Those censers were saved by fire. Initially, they're saved because of the fire that they carried in them that came from the brazen altar in the tabernacle. When those people placed God's fire in those common fire pans, they were saved by fire. In that instant, they became holy. And so what we have in our text then is 200 sinners Versus 200 censors. I know that one's a a living thing and one's an inanimate thing. But the fact is, in a certain sense, they're both vessels. One had the fire in them. The other did not. One of these had rebelled against the will of God in number 16. One of these had rejected the voice of God in number 16. Again, one of these held the fire from heaven in their bosom. But the other one did not not one of these look at the scripture this is amazing one of these are going to be used the census the bible says were going to be bent and, and and beat into plates of brass in which they were flat and they were going to be used as coverings for the altar of god they're going to be used as coverings at the place where the fire of god continuously burns. whoo And the Bible says it will be as a memorial to the children of Israel. Look at it in verse number 40. Look at it in verse number 40. I won't hold you much longer. It says to be a memorial unto the children of Israel that no stranger, someone say stranger, which is not of the seed of Aaron come near to offer incense before the Lord that he be not as core and as his company and as the Lord said to him by the hand of Moses. Stand with me here today. That it be no stranger, which is not of the seed of Aaron. You cannot be a stranger to the altar and permanently affixed to where the fire of heaven continuously burns. You can't be a stranger to it. And yet be placed there forever where the fire continually burns. Likewise, it says you must be of the seed of Aaron. Now, I'm not telling you, well, you all got to become Levites. You're not going, bless God. As last week, let's break it down like this. Aaron was the high priest of his day. There is a high priest of the New Testament day, namely Jesus Christ. You could not. Someone hear me? You could not come near. You could not go there unless you were of the seed of the high priest. Neither can we go there unless we are the seed of our high priest. And there's only one way to be the seed of the high priest you got to be born that way. For you and I, you got to be born again that way you got to be filled with the Holy Ghost and it's got to get in you. And if it'll get in you someday, great day, the trump of God shall sound. Mm -hmm. The trump of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ, I'll go a step further, the dead in Christ and the Christ in them shall rise first then which we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the earth and so shall we ever be in the Lord it's after that day that there will be the antichrist it's after that day that there'll be these seven years of tribulation and heartache and despair. And there'll be a millennial reign and God will come back with the army of his people. And when it's all said and done, the sinners, those that did not take the fire into their bosom will be those that are cast into the lake of fire. What are you saying? What do we call the rapture? We call it the catching away or the taking away. What's happening? You're taken out of the burning because there's a burning in you. You're We're saved even so by fire. Folks, we need to be thanking God here this morning. We need to be thanking God here this morning for our opportunity of being born again of the water and of the spirit of Holy Ghost fire because in doing so, that made you the seed of the high priest. That made you the seed of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in doing so, we've offered ourselves, if you will, at the altar. And we've been filled with the fire of God's spirit. And having been dedicated and consecrated I'm no longer common I'm no longer run of the mill we are his, someone say his we are his, just as Israel of old was his special treasure the church of the New Testament is of his special treasure because he's consecrated us by his fire Forever, one of these days will be affixed where the fire continuously burns we will be with the one who the Bible says his eyes are as a flame. Speaking of the Lord, as a flame of fire. Here we are then today, folks. Fire does one of two things. It does many things, but for our purposes today, one of two. It's going to consume or it's going to consecrate. And what determines that in the end is whether or not you have a fire burning in you or not. Someone needs to raise their hand this morning. Maybe somebody's fire inside has died a little low. Maybe somebody's fire inside has begun to flicker and it's just turned into embers. Maybe someone needs to say today, God, I need a rekindling of the fire in my soul. I need a rekindling of the fire in my spirit. God, I come to you today and I need some fire to consume some works of mine that have not lined up to your purpose, your word and your plan. I, I need some things to be consumed now so that I'm not totally consumed later. God, I need to be saved even so by Fire by Pip- fire. Hallelujah, destructive and damaging on one hand, but at the same time, purifying and consecrating on the other. I need the fire of God's spirit today. Is there anybody in this house that would say, Lord, I need the fire of your spirit? Is there anybody in this house that would say, Lord, just blow. God, use the billows upon my soul. Use the billows upon my spirit. Let that fire become vehement. I pray, oh God, today, Lord, let your presence be strong in my life. Let your will, God, be actively strong in my life. In my life God so that in hours to come in the future I will by virtue of rapture be taken out of the burning that is to come to be taken out of the burning amen that is Lord forecasted upon the world God that will increase elements with heat and melt and dissolve oh God that we would be taken out of the fire because we have Lord taken in the fire in our spirit, in our souls by virtue of the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! 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 Oh yeah! You say, Pastor McGee, I'm just common. Pastor McGee, I'm just the everyday man. That's okay. You can come to an altar this morning. You can surrender and offer yourself to God, and he can consecrate you. He can set you aside. That fire of his spirit can come inside of you and burn, and he can set you aside and consecrate you, and you can start a journey, amen, of building your house upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. Yes, 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 yes. I need you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, let's talk to the Lord right now. Can we bow our heads all across this place? Can we begin to talk to the Lord right now all across this place? I need you, Jesus. I need you. God taken out of the burning Taken out of the burning Yes, 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 yes Thank you for listening If you would like more information about our services and activities You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter With the username FACMC Again, that's F-A-C-M-C. Thank you and have a blessed day.